Well, it's it, five o'clock and a quorum is present. So I will call the meeting to order. The first item on the agenda, watch this everybody, because I'm going to get it right for the first time, is the approval of today's agenda. I always confuse it with the minutes from the last meeting. But So the first item is the approval of uh, the agenda for today's meeting. We have a motion to approve the agenda. So moved. And a second. Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? None opposed. So next, we'll call for public discussion. Are there members of the public who would like to address the board present? Okay. <laughs> You're our boss. Hi, there we go. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to item four, the items we discussed. Start with 4A, which is the proposed budget for FY25. Yes. Um, so this is, we're at the point of the budget process where um, we enter our, our proposed budget for fiscal year 25. Um, and we were asked at the budget kickoff meeting to, to really mirror last year's expenditures. Or, uh, I shouldn't say it that way to keep new service requests and new staffing requests um, to a minimum. As I outlined in the memo, um, I am responding to that, but that doesn't mean that we don't need more resources to maintain service levels, especially in the areas that I kind of pulled out. Um, so we, we did present this a little bit differently um, than we have in the past. I included the CIP project suits, which I'm happy to talk about. As I noted in the um, memo, the two new requests were cut in the first round, as were many, many other CIP requests from other departments. Um, I, I do think that's an area where there's there's been some tightening up um, as the city tried to figure out what to do with some different budget parameters. Then we also gave a full budget request report. So that's the MUNIS report, um, the detailed lines. Some of them are more self-explanatory than others that gave you the current year's budget and the, the amount that we requested and then indicates the percent change. And after that report, um, we included the budget in brief, which is what has traditionally been shared at, at this board meeting just kind of looking back at the questions that have been asked over the years about the budget in brief, Jen and I thought it would be worth adding the Munis report to see how that felt to the group. And if that, we can, we can talk now or later about whether that's um, useful or not. I know it's a lot of information um, and will be more comfortable to some than others as far as navigating just the general budget um, documents. The leadership team is, you know, intimately familiar with what these requests are for and what we plan to do with them and, and all of that. Um, so if you have questions, we're happy to walk through any of it. I guess I'll start. Um, in the summary that you wrote there, Ellsworth, on page five, um, the budget request summary, where it says, um, that, 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 the sentence that goes, um, moving some funding from hourly personnel lines to permanent part-time. What does that really mean? Because are you going part-time to part-time or, I mean, 
That's a great question. So right now, that's that's in reference to the position that's that forty percent of it is covered from the gift funds. Um, so we have some personal money in hourly lines that we think could be better utilized um, moving that into the operational fund. So it wouldn't be changing the resource allocated, but we have to go through a process to move things from the hourly line to the permanent line. They're just two different spots in the budget. Um, and and that's what we we requested as part of the budget process is taking this value and moving it from um, one spot to another. Okay. So I was also interested in that. Does that take all of the staff salary out of Nobu or what's left? So that would take um, the position that we're talking about here is the children's mobile yeah. position that would move that position 100% into the operating um, right. budget. It would leave um, half of a development office position. Oh, right. Which I think, I think. was have been a longer standing yeah. piece yeah. of that budget. Um, and that one feels um, more a little bit longer. Yeah, it seems like a reasonable um, place for, for a long term. That. Yeah. Um, I do plan if, if this uh, request if the city has questions or wants to talk about other options, um, we we could look at a more staggered um, approach. But it felt like while we could make the make the offer of we have resources, we just want to shift where they're coming. It felt like it would have an immediate return of usable funds in the room. He said tough years to offer a staggered approach. So I, I think you should try to avoid that. I agree. We're gonna. It's gonna. It's not gonna get better next year. I agree. And another option would be to just straight up ask for the resources as new resources. Um, that doesn't feel like the current budget climate. I right. don't feel like that's right. gonna be successful. So I'm. I like this approach. I'm comfortable with it. It's not my preference, but I think again, it would have that immediate um, impact of right. freeing up that. Um, Almost twenty percent of the Nova budget back in the play, which would be, which would be um, allow us to to take care of some things and to get the staff truly in yes. our budget, yep. both yes. to preserve Nova but also get the staff in the right place. Absolutely. Yep. That's great. What does the column division signify? That's a good question. Division is the library as a department. So our we're this is the divisional request. It's the request that the library is making that goes into the city's budget. It just sort of indicates what. So as the process goes on, more of those fields get filled in. So at one point, there'll be the divisional request, which is what we asked for. And then council, I think it will be the next one to be filled in. That's what the city council approves. Approves, I see. Okay. So we hope that they're the same. But yeah. And so projected actual is less than that in many, in many, some cases, maybe not many, but some cases, is that correct? Projected, projected actual is what you think is going to be the cost. That's what is being projected for actual costs for the current fiscal year. Uh, so there's the current adjusted, that's this year's budget. The projected actual is um, the projected actual expense of that line, which I'm not, entirely sure how they calculate that for 
personnel. I'm assuming they work in um, the step increases and, and those things that, that are behind the scenes there. And then the division is what we've asked for for next year. And then the percent change is between the current budget and the request for next year. Right, right. Temporary, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. So this always somewhat bothers me. But the, uh, like, it looks like from, I mean, you're not projecting it different from one year to the next, I guess, 65,000 different from FY23. I get that. But the, uh, our temporary now our temporary workers are they 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 don't receive benefits right correct and they wouldn't be union contract yes. folks okay correct all right and temporary is like the technical term that's used by the city HR I don't think yeah. anybody loves it but I that's, know it's a, that's that's what, a semantic thing maybe yeah. I just yeah yeah internally <laughs> we we typically say hourly but obviously. Temporary is what's what's codified in the document. There's a uh, this is on page eleven, and it's cell phone and data services, in which there's no current budget. There's a projected cost of forty five hundred dollars, and then no request for for more the, or even the same amount in the next fiscal year. Is, did we move a line there, Jim? Out of the admin budget and into the IT budget, so that's why there's a number in the next one year's bonus. It just moved to a different department, but the numbers, I think, say very similar. So we moved, yeah, we moved it from a different budget line. As you noticed, I'm sure there are lots of duplicate lines by department. Right. So I think we move that from admin to IT. So it, it'll show up in a different place. It just doesn't match. Okay. Right. All right. Any other questions or comments for elsewhere? And our division meeting with city budget, uh, MCD administration is November 2nd. So we'll have, we'll have more information at that point. Is it um, just discussion then? It's, and they might guide you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's almost a line by line walkthrough, okay. depending on um, sort of what what's been requested and what new information they might have to share with us. Um, lots of questions, just like this group has, sort of like, tell me more about those paper products line, and <laughs> um, and it's it's great actually. Every year we do it. Um, I think both sides of the table learn more about the operations and and the process. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, one big part of this year's discussion will be learning more about what the city's thinking about the levy um, allocations, and um, we'll report back on what we hear. I was just looking at the heating and cooling. We're seeing a projected actual right on. The line, but it looks like a big jump for next year, which seems appropriate. But are you getting 
Are you seeing the rise in we, utilities costs? We have been seeing a rise and typically what we do if there's um, an overage that we can balance. So if the, if the electrical is higher than what we budgeted for, we'll balance that within that departmental line or that departmental budget. So sometimes at the end of the year, it looks like we hit the exact number, but we spent more out of another line. Sure. So that sometimes there's not like a super clear correlation of why are you asking for more. In the budget report that goes to the city, there's there's pretty detailed notes that we had in the fields that where we might say this was balanced with three three six one four zero because of X Y and Z, um, and I I think that's probably why they continue to do the in person department meetings is because Sorry. everybody has those things that uh, we do our very best to keep the bottom line and clean um, by. By finding the, the pairs we can put together. So your ask is closer to what you're balancing out versus mm -hmm. what the line item is showing. Exactly. Sure. Excellent. Hey, I'm excited about the vending machine. Yeah, which isn't happening. I know. It's a neat idea. Um, I I think that we can talk about other ways that that, that could take take form too. Um, yeah. Okay. Seems like that should fall in line with the city's DEI goals. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's like grant money. Yes, and I think that there may also be grant money available to the partners that we'd be working with yeah. that um, but I think we can formulate sort of a plan of what could, what could we explore. Um, and I think it's um, also a place where the Friends Foundation may um, may want to support um, some of the costs. Uh, it's a it's a very visible, it would be a very visible sort of new service and the benefit would be uh, immediate in that there would be materials available, but it would also give us some more data about use in those areas, um, both materials being returned and also being accessed. Um, some machines also let you incorporate holds pickup, which would be yet another data point. Mm -hmm. um, all of that sort of helping us understand longer term what are the what are the needs for services in different parts of the community. It's been a long time since I've looked at those. Is there one? I know there's a huge initial cost. Isn't there like a continuing regular cost associated with this too? I feel like I looked at this years ago, and I'm sure it's different now, but. Yeah, I had a chance to meet with a couple of vendors at ALA in Chicago, and I the last time I looked at it seriously was at a different library, maybe eight years ago, and I think that they've really been improved as equipment. Um, it sounded like if it was in a covered environment, so it's not like out in the elements, that there would be, they could sort of help you future cast what the expenses would be. Mm -hmm. I think that our facilities team would have the ability to do many of the um, maintenance pieces that I think some places would have to have a contractor come in and do. Um, but each each vendor I talked to did sort of have a breakdown of what the expected ongoing costs would be. For us, the biggest hurdle um, beyond the, the initial cost would be 
um, the staff hours. Right. And I think we could manage some of it with outreach staff who are already in the community with materials and doing that work. Um, but because of the volume that comes in, we have to empty book returns daily, um, year round. And so adding more of those would, um, would require facilities resources. Anything else on the FY25 budget request? Little questions that you see the eagle eyes picking things out there. I'm always curious about what people pick out. It's yeah. like always coming into these meetings, like, what are people going to be yeah, on to today? Because <laughs> it's yeah. never what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why there's multiple. And I love your call out on the, on the vetting machine, too, because it's, I think of the overworked population. Right, how mm -hmm. much that's going to be. Yeah, yeah I am kind of curious about the long term cost because you can get grants to cover initial costs, yeah, but you yeah. can't it's always, but you can't get a grant necessarily to cover mm -hmm. your maintenance or upkeep. Or, yeah. yeah, it was prohibitive for us at a library I worked at a long time ago. Like, we could get the grant and get the machine, but was not going to be a long-term solution for yeah. that before but it sounds like probably streamlined machines too like that was years ago so i'm sure their devices have changed a little bit all right so this request requires board approval do i have a motion to approve move dj move seconded by robin uh any discussion all in favor aye, aye. Any opposed? Okay. Motion passes. And we move on to talking about first quarter expenditures from current budget year. Um, I just uh, wanted to say, as I was looking at this um, and the way you presented it, also it crystallized something for me. So as we just did, we approve a budget request. Um, and then our next responsibility is to monitor how that budget is being maintained in adherence to that. And so for some purposes, it's really useful to look at compared to this time last year, but for our purposes in monitoring the budget, the real question is how close is it to what was budgeted? And so I really uh, found this table just super helpful. It's, um, you know, these are the things that are weird by uh, enough to matter and um, some of them will always be on here because you'll make the expenditure at the beginning of the year or not until the end of the year. And so it'll, that line will always be looking off. Um, the real interesting ones are the ones that don't have a simple explanation like that. So um, anyway, with that introduction, I don't know if Ellsworth, you have anything to The only thing I would just say is I, um, I did change the parameters a little bit because it's first quarter, if I used the standing percentages that I use the rest of the year, there would have been, I think, one thing on the list. So yeah. I did expand it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's such human nature to look down the list and really want to talk about the ones that are, you know, why is that 300% spent, but it's a $75 line. Right. And it yeah. Um, yeah. It's every dollar obviously matters and we have an explicit trail of where it went. But I think in the context of this conversation, it's the bigger chunks that, that really matter. Yeah. And the bigger, 
the bigger story here is just how transparent this is. The amount of itemizations here is fantastic, and we owe that to everyone. So I adore it. One of the things I was impressed by was just that for the first quarter anyway, and of course quarters change, you don't have good quarters, bad quarters. And hopefully you hope it all shakes out at the end, 100% plan. But um, it's for the first quarter anyway, you look at these and how it looks like there's a lot of vigilance here in keeping to this budget. Because if you look at the last item, which is your, your grand total, <clears throat> and you look at the column that would be percent used, how much has been, what part of the, yeah. how much of the budget's been spent? You know, if we're at 23% for the first quarter, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if it was 25%, it'd be good. Right. You know, mm -hmm. So, I mean, or even 27. Right. So I, I thought this was impressive. Right. Yeah. Impressive. And uh, kudos to the staff. Yeah. I think that every time we see one of these quarterly, because they're almost always right on target. Yeah. It's, and, it, and I guess it speaks to the sort of, um, fortunate circumstance that we have enough uh, beginning of the year to end of the year bulk expenses that they uh, they, they balance out. And the leadership team are across the board excellent at managing the departmental expenses, which include some really big budget lines. I mean, the, this is juggling complex pieces and um, they really do a great job. Yeah, there are anything in this report. It's a really long scroll. Yeah. Back to the, yeah. Um, yeah. There were two things in the statistics that uh, were errors. Um, one very minor, the other one fixable. Um, on page 41 of the packet in the fiscal year 24 circulation by type and format, there was just a header that didn't get changed at the top. It says 15 months. That's because we forgot to reset it uh, this fiscal year, so it's really three months. Um, I think probably people's brains just made that change automatically. Um, and then there was also a... On page 50 of the packet, at the very top section, information services, um, bookmobile reference questions are listed in video. I keep looking at that one thinking, what was that? Yeah, so that, that real number was 422. It was just a, a disconnection of the import from a different spreadsheet. Um, that would be a 106% increase. Um, so just to that error, we'll have it fixed on the next one. I did notice one. Is it we're just being struck and no one has asked questions or <laughs> anything else that people noticed and wanted to ask about or remark upon? We circulate a ton of material. It just strikes me every quarter. It's okay. just look at all that material that people have access to. I was wondering about the attending attendance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next item on the agenda 4C is the policy review for policy 804. Um, and I think the only change there is um, we distributed points of service instead of specifying some children. Basically, just change. Any questions about that policy? Is it is it straightforward to administer? I mean, there's there's some discretion about what gets distributed allowed in the policy. Does it get hard ever? I would say it gets hard because library staff, you know, we don't want to say no. Right. Somebody has something that they want to distribute, but um, I think there's a good understanding of this, and there's also good oversight of the, the physical spaces, so mm -hmm. when there are rogue uh, drop-offs of material, <laughs> yeah. they're usually, you know, noticed pretty quickly, and then we can take care of it. Um, I think this is one of those, um, like, sleeper services that can actually be really powerful in the community, so I'm glad that we have policy around it lets us kind of control what happens with it. Um, but as far as I know, the policy works pretty well. And Sam is unexpectedly out tonight, um, but did not give me any specific other notes besides the memo. Yeah. Any other questions or discussion? Uh, I'm just curious what materials are going to be with the duck bike. <laughs> does it have a little pamphlet holder on the top there? It does. Just curious. Um, <laughs> well, we have great aspirations for what we're going to yeah. fit there. Um, <laughs> and, it's going to be extra. So I guess I'll look for a motion to approve the revisions to policy 804, free materials distribution. So moved. Second motion and a second. And any discussion? I say that in student council. We we weren't allowed to discuss anything until there's a motion on the floor. We do it the other way around. Uh, that's why I have the habit of, uh, of asking for a discussion after we've actually had all our discussion. Um, <laughs> so uh, all in favor of approving? Aye. 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 Any, any opposed? Aye. And the next item on the agenda is a discussion of an advocacy committee. This is uh, something that Robin asked to have on the agenda. So, Robin, I'll... Um, with the, the constraints that are coming fiscally and some of the challenges to libraries, I'd like us to be able to respond more efficiently, more quickly. Um, so, I am asking us to consider first either starting a advocacy committee. So, there are people, there are some people here who are very experienced at writing letters for us, but it, it formalized more. And the second is, it's very connected to the financial constraints that are com coming along, both on the state level and then nationally. This could be one committee together with advocacy and finance, or it could be two separate functions, depending how we see their use. Um, I, I can't think of something that's more important to this board right now than these two issues. This is going to change our operations significantly unless we get ahead of it. I don't know if there are others that, I mean, when we, when we say put a uh, committee together, that means that it would take human effort. People have to agree to take on the tasks. And I don't know if people are sharing the interest in 
Um, I'm not advocating that they meet monthly, but I think an advocacy committee needs to be nimble and be responsible quickly. The financial may need to be nimble, but also maybe quarterly meetings will be all it needs to monitor the real operations. At some point, we're going to have to be putting together a strategy of how we're going to address the budget shortfalls that are coming. Well, people think this is stable, I think you might be naive. Are you recommending that the, that the subcommittee then prepare a direction or? I think to be working with the director on strategies of how we'll respond or else how we at least make the governing bodies aware right. of what's going to be coming and how this will affect our service model. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's um, for the director only to take on. I think right. it's for the board to be saying, be aware we will have service limitations. If if the, if the cuts that we're anticipating come down, we may not be open seven days a week. Right. We have to seriously look at what's going to do our, to our staffing model. Mm -hmm. um, but I think getting ahead of it would be beneficial compared to reacting once the cuts come. Mm -hmm. And also by having a committee that can do some planning. It's a chance to unite with the other libraries in the area. They're going to be affected and maybe have some strength here in numbers when we're speaking to the community. One thing I like about the idea that you mentioned briefly is that um, we have over the last years um, had times when we wanted to take a public stand right. and it's cumbersome. Mm -hmm. If we had an advocacy committee who could prepare a document in advance of a meeting, we could do it in one meeting. Yes, and know. not have the extra meetings right. to agree on it. Right. I think so too. And I think the advocacy yeah. committee could have more continuity in following some of these issues mm -hmm. right. and seeing what's coming. Right. But I think it would allow us to to accept or sign on to a statement right. when it first comes to the board. Right. I feel like I'm the doom and gloom person, but I think we're no. we're we're coming up against a few really hard years fiscally and politically. Yeah. And we need to be aware of this. I like the idea. I think we should do it. But anyone says they like it has been kind of like I know, that's <laughs> not mine. That you don't wait for the button. <laughs> <laughs> How did I bring it in my mouth? Because I really like it. And but also, I'm. But I think you and DJ are exceptional at writing statements for the board to consider, and the fact that this could be done in advance rather than saying, okay, we talked about here. My first impulse is to jump right on it, and then I'm also thinking of what realistically time I can offer. And so, otherwise, I'd be already volunteering because it's important to me as well. Yeah. Already feeling the impact, but also you know the heartbeat of what's happening. You're you one of the people who's so involved impact. in this that you see what's coming. So one thing, um, in forming a committee, I kind of like to have a document that defines the scope of the activities of that committee mm -hmm. before people start volunteering. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe in the next month, I'd be happy to work with you Robin, on. A proposed, At least a statement yeah, of a proposed definition of what yeah. the committee does, yeah. and then we could approve that and solicit. And maybe we could work. It, um, I don't know if the finance committee actually has a mission statement that way. I think in the past it was simply um, familiarize and and come yeah. the current stand. But when I'm thinking about the finance committee looking ahead, I think or, or strengthening the finance committee, I think of it in terms of looking ahead also. 
So it's not just being familiar with our reports. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, let's let's you and I figure out whether okay. um, we combine those functions. And is there anyone else that'd like to work on this? Don't it yeah. just have to be yeah. just teach. You work yeah. on I think it's a great idea. Okay. Well, I'll get us. I'll get us together to. We have to watch the. We can't put everyone on this part because we have to watch the open meetings. Off too many of us. We can a conversation. Three people, I believe. Three is fine. I wondered if other systems were putting together a similar thing, and if so, would it? Yeah. Be useful to connect. Yeah, I just was to talk to the libraries and the other libraries that are. Haven't had the larger levies. Mm -hmm. I think those two groups might have. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So we'll and wait to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure we're clear at the end of And maybe I'll wait to hear from, from you. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel like this would be something Sam would be excited about. She is. <laughs> so she is. She's aware of it. Like that they would be happy to or interested in hearing about yeah so we'll bring a proposal and then um frankly we'll call for volunteers if there are zero then we'll take that to mean that the board doesn't doesn't want to do this but well, there will be if there you're thinking be. you want to volunteer but the task looks big i mean communicate that to it doesn't have to be an on or off it has to be this is what i can honestly right. offer yeah. you all right yeah. Yeah. Can we adjust the task and we might yeah be. and we might have a charter for the Committee and someone might say, "Look, I can do this part, but not that right. part." Right. So, I think that would be extremely. So, helpful. how does it work with the number of people? So, if the committee and is the committee then limited to four yeah. people as well? Yeah. Okay. We'll double check that, but it's yeah. And otherwise, it has to be an open meeting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which I think we don't want to do that. But you have the expertise not. to really lead a, quite a bit of well, our action. I'm excited to be a part of it. I just. I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, right, right. So I'm, I'm not trying to draft you. I'm like, saying, like, yes, you have a lot of unique be, skills here. Yeah, I would love to be involved. I just, um, I just don't. Also, don't want to do it a disservice by not having the time to give it the attention it deserves. Is where I'm at. Yeah, I guess. Let me say that gracefully. <laughs> I would recommend um, creative structuring too, because in the, in a in a group like this, you don't necessarily have to have regular meetings mm -hmm. when you're willing to say, okay, perhaps we can't meet every week or every month, but we can have a, a retreat. Yeah, yeah. And we can tackle a larger chunk of this during that time. And then yeah. we'll, you know, so I think there's some creative approaches to help that you can do that with your time. Yeah. Anyway. Would staff be uh, members of this committee or is it just from this this group? Well I think that it has to be a board meeting. Um, group in the beginning with staff as advisory because yeah. staff can be seen as having either conflict of interest right. or being put in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. I think they have the expertise to advise us, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, we will do our best to bring something next month. Continue the discussion. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, next up is the director's report. Welcome back to work. Thank you. Um, yeah, kind of a, a shorter one this time. I was just getting back when, when it was due. Um, so went through the ILA recap. Um, and um, I also had emailed the group about the um, ICCSD list communication. Um, 
not surprisingly, that was um, that that was emotional for a lot of the library staff. We everybody was abreast of what was going on. We all knew that there was going to be this communication, but really seeing that in in our community felt differently than just knowing about it. So um, we've had quite a bit of staff dialogue about well, what are we going to do right now? And the opinions, of course, have ranged, um, have been all across the spectrum of what's the most appropriate thing. I met with um, the director of Coralville and North Liberty yesterday to talk about, since we're all serving the school district, the, the users of the school district, do we, do we want to have a unified response, how we want to frame it? And we're we're working through some ideas. We're reaching out to some school library and uh, school library um, staff to figure out what the most appropriate response would be. Um, trying to be very mindful of balancing our professional ethics and our collection policies um, with the reality that we may be in a similar position. Um, I would say as soon as next year. So to really dial up that compassion and um, and make sure that we're, we're focusing on the pieces of librarianship that matter the most here, which is access and intellectual freedom and, and amplifying our own policies and practices. So we're in conversation um, and as we, as I outlined in the email um, and did some work sort of checking our holdings against the list. Um, I believe that there'll be more titles added um, and we'll, we'll keep assessing as that goes through. There has been community interest in the titles, but not overwhelming, right, Anne? So um, we have gotten a few inquiries around sort of, do you guys have new books? And it's a great opportunity to explain how the catalog works and how our, how our collection policies might differ from academic and school library and school library collections. I will say that it's going to affect your AIM card access <laughs> and tell you that. <laughs> That's our, we have heard that it is not in a violation of 496 for us to teach children how to use the public library access that they get with their student ID number. That is still in compliance. <laughs> so many of us who are pretty emotional about this are going to be teaching how to use that card as soon as the new student IDs come out. We generally, most library, I haven't been able to do it because, but most of us do teach it anyway as part of our catalog. We're being more specific about how to use a catalog and that kind of transferable skill mm -hmm. of finding it on the computer and then taking that and finding it on the shelf. And so, so I'm taking digital information to a physical object. And so a lot of us are looking at that AIM card access. And I have a feeling that if the trend continues, that will be mm -hmm. looked at quickly. Yeah, we're looking I at think that the, will be one of the first sure things. Earlier about that I have a feeling that will yeah. be one of the first things that is under the microscope. We're looking at the, the AIM card. We're also looking at the bookmobile stops that are on school property um, and and making making plans for what those responses would look like. I think the biggest pain points, um, I anticipate those being um, school personnel at an individual school 
um, interpreting things more conservatively than others. It's a and, very broad range across the state, right? Now. And then what our response will be if the request is we want to maintain, for instance, bookmobile service, but we need these items off the shelves. Or we this is and I think <laughs> we want to this relationship with schools is very important to us. And some of those school stops function as as the hub of that part of the community, but we stand very firm in our belief about access and how we build those collections and um, would most likely not be in a position to respond, especially to an individual request of, you have to take this off the shelf to come here. Um, I don't see how you could even begin. Well, because <laughs> because at, at the point, by, by making that demand and then acquiescing to that demand, you are stating that whatever comes close to school property automatically belongs to, to the school. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how the world works. So, I mean, um, I- I'm just using as an okay. illustration of what I think will be the difficult piece of this. I, which, I'm sure. Uh, because I, I think that there are lots of school staff who are feeling um, afraid. Yes. And that is that's- um, you know, we, again, we want to we want to lead with our compassion, but also keep those professional ethics and standards um, where they need to be. Do you? This come up for me before. Do you put restrictions on, like, in my catalog system, I can have a note that pops up anytime a kid checks out, like verify that this child is getting something within their reading level or something like that. Do you guys have that ability too to have not necessarily blocks on materials? Do we want that? As a, not that I don't you think even we want that. I don't because think because this is all parents' choice. And I have argued and told parents that parents have always had the choice. Yes. Because I can just write a little note saying my child is not to take home costs. Well, that's the same or something like that. And that is always there. You know, it's always been an option for parents to make that choice. But this is also at the school. It's but likewise, a parent could say the child's not given permission to get onto the book book. Mm -hmm. You know, and that allows us to keep materials we want because it retains parents' choice. Yeah, that's always the that I, I honestly think that. The, the, these these items have come out vague on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't find it necessary right. for us to fill the the line. There is a news item that just came out today. I've not had a chance to read it yet. That some clarification will be coming from the state for school systems someday. Yeah, I uh, know. Apparently, it's December. Yeah, yeah, December twenty eighth. Yeah, they will be announcing. They'll be announcing two days, three days before, before our deadline. Right. So yeah. I I yeah. don't, and I don't expect it will clarify any further. Right. Um. I believe that it is in the best interest of any organization, and I think some school systems are already going to be learning this relatively soon, to um, are on the side of grace and not on the side of, of um, blocking, because um, the, I think, I really do think the pendulum is going to swing back and it's going to be expensive. I think it's going to be an expensive lesson, mm -hmm. and I just don't find that to be, I mean, if, if you're just talking strictly from a financial perspective, I don't find it wise to preemptively um, block. So 
I would not offer a parent. I don't think we would offer. I'm saying if a parent yeah, chose a parent to control, control. I don't think we want to get into the discussion on any level. No, no, no they no. would initiate. No, it would but be, I'm saying, you know, right, if, if the parent was somehow having a difficulty, they can, they can act as yeah. a parent. And, yeah, there's a couple, of, like, sort of logistical answers to that, too. Mm -hmm. Our policies are all built with the assumption of adult involvement by right. ES users. Um, so I would say that we have a lot of examples of uh, involving the adults in, in these decisions. Mm -hmm. We can make notes and records. We do not have a practice of using that for restriction, and I don't imagine us doing that. Mm -hmm. With the exception of the AIM card, which does have restrictions of what collections can be checked out of it, on it, ironically enough. Um, another piece of that is the bulk of our checkouts are done on self-check. So a note, if it wasn't a note that also blocked within the ILS, Absolutely. which would have cataloging implications yeah, and so many other things. Um, so I think it's, um, I do know that's a practice that some libraries use. Um, I, I feel confident that our policies, again, make our expectations pretty clear around how adults and minors would use the library in its intended way. I have a question. I'm not sure if anyone here has the answer. I'm just going to ask it to get it out of my head. Um, when the clarification comes out in December, does that uh, signify a stage gate and opening of litigation on this? Is that where that line is? Because it needs to happen, in my opinion. Um, litigation will come. is current. I believe is that it? there's active. It's already active. Yes. Not, um, it's not in Iowa, though. Not, the case uh, I know was in Florida or the state. Yeah. That's I believe that there's right. already. I thought they were looking for the right. I mean, but if districts have already pulled materials. I'm not telling you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know how formal it is, but there's absolutely some. It's a matter of time. And I think yeah. the, the, the more information that comes from the state, the, there might be some clarity in what yeah, what other steps are clear in the constitutional these laws are. Yes, until there is clarity specifically. Right? See, this is why that we need the advocacy committee. It's so that people who really are just deep in the trenches here really can educate. Because they intentionally wrote it really vague. They did on purpose. They did on purpose. Right. It's harder to form a legal response. It's photocopy legislation. So it's you know it's not even written really by and sometimes voted on without being, you know. Anyway. It's a hard Okay. And the only other um, piece in my report was uh, talking about the, the union advocating for wage increases. Um, I will keep this group as up to date on that discussion as possible. Just as a reminder, the library board is uh, does sign the union contract along with the city of Iowa City and obviously AFSCME. Um, so I think it's, it's important that this group knows how that's going. Um, what's the schedule on negotiating the contract the next contract would go their negotiating would start this year or next year and next year and then the contract would be for the following year and there were were scripted increases in the current contract the current contract was negotiated before um 
some opportunities of inflation and right. other pieces. So that's what the, the union is asking to reopen that early. Right. And before we leave the director's report, I just congratulate everybody who was involved in Plant Life. Great yeah. to see all of that. How many, do you know how many sessions there were total? And it seems like a large percentage came from people connected to those libraries, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know how many there, there were total. I mean, eight sessions is a lot for this library to be we have a lot we'd like to say. But when it's on the west side of the state, we don't have that same number. Hmm. Seems like it's not I'll be there. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Children's Services Department report. Anything you want to add to that? It's a big deal. We're really proud. Too, came yeah, over. The fire oh, nice. um, cool. Public safety, parks and rec, and climate action—they yeah. all joined us this morning. 
Um, OCAS made a book mobile. Um, so in my report, I talk about our new children's Facebook group. If you go there to that, you can see all the pictures from today. Um, and it was absolutely joyous. So thank you everyone for going along with me. <laughs> My question is that, um, I didn't have a question. Oh, you can give your own. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go chase tonight, too. Oh, 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 o
minutes approval and disbursements approval. Moved by DJ, seconded by Robin. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. So, for our next meeting, let's see, uh, November. Remember, November and December, we meet on a different Thursday than all other months. Um, and we'll do theft, defacement, alteration. Wow, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> you have some frustration you want to get out? Yeah, right. um, and remember, it's it's always a good idea to be looking out to January, which will be the public relations uh, policy, and see if there's anything you want to put into the front end of the reconsideration of that policy. Um, can just remind everybody that we need to get a picture out. Yeah, yeah. Run off. Oh, that's what I mean. I never come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Charlie Brown costume. If you want to. <laughs> I have a dragon costume. My second picture day this week. Not prepared for either one. <laughs> so, having completed the business on the agenda, I adjourn the meeting and we'll have a picture taken. Can anyone do it on the stairs?